Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I am your host, and I'm so excited to chit chat with you guys today. We have a great episode in store for you. A lot of questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, and a few other things that I wanted to chit chat with you about. First and foremost, okay, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to say three words it's Britney, bitch. And if you know, you know, it's Britney bitch. And I'm so excited. I'm celebrating for our girl, Britney Spears, because she's officially free. Her conservatorship has been lifted as of Friday. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens next. I have a feeling there's going to be, you know, years of court proceedings after this, because someone's got to go to jail for this shit. But as of right now, her conservatorship is, is done. It's a wrap. It's scrapped. So that's great. And I think this is something that really, really can speak to the positive um, aspects of social media and people, you know, speaking up against, uh, against something that's unfair. Because uh, I don't think that it would have gone the way that it did if it wasn't for such a, you know, growing, constantly growing group of people that were, that were out there fighting for our girly. So shout out to you guys. Um, I'll listen to hit me baby one more time, 400 times a day for the rest of my life. And that's a promise that I'm going to give you. But, um, yeah, I have a feeling like, I don't know what's going to happen with the dad. I don't know what's going to happen with the, you know, her team, you know, quote unquote team, you know, her representation, the security team, because, everyone was breaking the law over there. They had her house bugged. They had her phone bugged. She wasn't allowed to do anything. You know, her parents were getting all her money. I'm like, listen, I want to see every single person with the last name Spears, aside from our girl Brit behind bars. Okay. And that British woman, I want her behind bars too, as well as the security squad, whatever company that was called, I forget. But I'm also excited to see what comes out next like is she going to do a docu-series that's in her voice is she going to write a book like whatever it is I will pay top dollar for that you know even if it's on one of those damn networks that nobody has you know those new streaming networks I feel like those streaming networks will give one person like that a really huge deal they're like hey we'll give you a hundred million dollars if you make one show for us and then the rest of the shows it's like what the fuck is this but I'll subscribe to that anything for my girl. So shout out to Britney Spears. Congrats. Obsessed with you, loving you, living for you, truly. Also something I I haven't really gotten into this because it's so confusing to me, but it seems like Taylor Swift has released, uh, you know, she released a new music video. She re-released some songs because, you know, she was doing her uh, entire catalog over again to, I mean, talk about a, a, gangster move like she's re-recording every single song she's ever made so she has the rights to it that's holy shit amazing and you guys know i love taylor swift i'm obsessed with her um but she released a a bunch of uh, music and uh, music videos and whatever and you know there's a lot of havoc you know, people are wreaking havoc right now on the internet. And it's something I'm like, am I too old for this? Like, I can't really understand what's going on. Why, why are we mad at Jake Gyllenhaal? I I mean, I'm confused here. Can somebody tell me what's going on? I'm, I'm so confused by it. People are, people are attacking Jake Gyllenhaal. They're telling John Mayer to kill himself. I'm like, what the heck, what the heck happened? And I'm trying to find answers. I can't get a damn answer for the gosh darn life of me. 
And then who else? Jennifer Aniston somehow got dragged into it. I'm like, there's no way she's involved in this mess. It's just people, people, I think they're trying to decode her songs. Meanwhile, this song that's supposed to, supposed to be about Jake Gyllenhaal, they dated 11 years ago for two minutes. This poor guy wakes up today in his 40s. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, did they even really technically date? I don't know. But why are people doing that? Do they really deserve that? And, and by the way, this is to all of you. Leave Jennifer Aniston out of any drama. Okay? She deserves nothing but just peace in her life. But I guess, all you know, the Swifties are serious. And listen, like I said, I love Taylor Swift. I saw her um, do SNL and I was like, wow, she is so gorgeous and stunning. Um, I, I personally went out and, and this is something that I never really do. I went out two nights in a row. I went out, uh, I worked on Friday and then... Friday. Okay. So here's what happened Thursday night. I hung out. Um, I, I, and I got home at about three o'clock in the morning and I had to wake up at six because I had a day of shooting ahead of me and I shot something for 10 hours straight. Okay. This is on just two and a half hours sleep ish. And in the middle of the day, my best friend texts me and she says, I got us concert tickets for tonight. And, I, and I'm on, mind you, I'm on two and a half hours sleep. And I said, oh, what time is the show? She said 11 p.m. So when I tell you I wanted to absolutely physically die, but I rallied for my girl. I rallied because we were going to see one of my favorite bands ever called Wet. And we had a really fun night. It, it gets to a point where like, you know, when you're so tired that you actually have energy, it, it got to that point, which was cool. God. And I, and you want to know what? I really can't go anywhere. I was there and I saw a guy that I dated, um, in 2000 and well, for uh, the first time I dated him was in 2008. And the next time I dated him was in like 2000 and maybe 12 or 13 or something. I don't know, but he was a mess. And I saw him and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. We didn't say hi to each other, though. <coughs> but and I have a cough now. I don't know what's going on. OK, sorry, guys, I was like just choking, but yeah, so went out to the concert. OK, and then yesterday, which was Saturday, I also went out for drinks so I've been going out so much and I literally feel sick now. Like I, I have a cough now, as you can tell. But I do want to say something. Is it just me? And I know I've complained about this before on the podcast, but everyone really is getting younger, right? Except for us. Like, except for me, everyone out is getting younger. And it might be because, hey, you want to know what? My birthday's on Thursday, girlies. And I'm turning 31. But I swear when you're, when you're in your like late twenties, early thirties, a 21 year old looks 14. Like I, I, I can't imagine having such a baby face, but, and listen, it's no offense. I know a lot of people that listen to this are young. You're, you're 21, you're 22, 23. Like I get it. And I hear you. And I'm not saying you're bad people, but you'll see. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Remember that guy? Jesus Christ. 
Um, you'll see what I'm talking about. When you're in your thirties, you'll go, it feels silly to be in a place with a bunch of 21 year olds. That's what it is. It's not like, you know, I, I don't have any animosity towards anyone, but it feels silly. It feels like, oh, am I, do I, should I not be here? And listen, I wasn't going to no freaking dive bars. Okay. I was at a really nice hotel. Um, and, and all these, all these little kids were there. I'm like, oh Jesus, where should I freaking go? So that's that, but you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, it doesn't really bother me. And then like, I also feel like people think I'm a hater when I say that, like, oh, because you wish you were 21. I I promise you, I don't wish I was 21. You couldn't pay me money to go back to being 21. I'm so happy at my age. And it's so funny because when I was young, people would say, oh, your 30s are your best years. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, I really, really thought they were kidding. And then you get it. You start to get it. But, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I've already I've already done that. And not for nothing, if I may say so myself, I do believe I had a little bit of a glow up in my late 20s in the last few years. I really do. I look back at old pictures and I'm like, hey, she was cute, but we don't know her. She was cute, but the eyebrows were a little crazy. She was wearing a little too much makeup. The hair was fried. You know, there were some questionable, uh, you know, wardrobe choices. And that's what that's all a part of growing up. You you start to just kind of get a little bit more comfortable in your own skin. But anywho, let's get to some of these questions, you guys. I already talked about Britney Spears. Right? Oh yeah, I talked about Britney Spears. I talked about I talked about Taylor Swift, and I think you want to know what? Let me see. I think. I may have written something down. Ooh, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Okay. It's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. There is this thing that's been going viral on TikTok. Um, <laughs> me talking about, no, I don't want to be young. I'm on an app for 12-year-olds. There's this thing that's been going viral on TikTok, and I'm curious what you guys would think about it. And this will maybe, you know, just a little put, put something in your noggin here. So there's this thing called the snail and it's about, it's like a, would you do this kind of thing? I guess I I can't even really explain what it is, but it's like, if, if there was a snail that was following you around and you would live forever, you would live for eternity until the tiny little snail, the slow ass snail finally finds you and bites you. And then you die immediately. Would you do that? So if you could live forever, essentially, until one day the snail finds you and you could stay young forever, you know, maybe even in this case I'm making up, you could pick your age. You could pick your ideal age. Would you do that? And I'm going to tell you something right now. My answer is no. I don't want to live forever. Are you kidding me? I'm tired now. You think I want to live forever? Also, you have to think about it. If you if you want to live for eternity, everyone you love, you're going to lose everyone you love four million times. It's like, in what world would I want to do that? That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. I don't want to do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. I would just be like, where's the damn snail? Bite me. Goodbye. 
you know, that kind of sounds like what's the point in anything if, if you're going to live forever too? like talk about procrastinating. I would never get anything fucking done. I'd be like, oh, I could just do it sometime in the next four million years. Like I'm setting up Zoom calls for for like year five thousand six hundred and eighty two. <laughs> we <laughs> why is that so funny? <laughs> oh, I don't know why that's so funny. That's some shit that I would do. I swear I would do that. <laughs> Just put something off for the next <laughs> for the next three thousand years. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry I can't make it. Let's. (laughs) You know what, guys, that's funny. Hey, maybe I would go back in time. Maybe if that was like the snail thing. Would you go back in time and not to fix anything or alter anything? Because I know in any of these scenarios like that, you can't change anything that's going to change the trajectory of the world, even if it seems tiny. It's not tiny. It'll end up ruining the fucking world and starting another war and all of this shit. But just to kind of go and relive it, like maybe I would want to live in the 60s. Maybe I wouldn't live in the 70s. Maybe, hey, you want to know what? Maybe I would want to be a teenager when I was kind of too young to enjoy like the early 2000s, even though I enjoyed them in my, you know, I was a little girl. I would have loved to have been like going out to the clubs when, in the early 2000s, like with that girl, Gail, the, the dancer that used to live in my house. Um, cause she had such a cute little, she had such cute little outfits. And, you know, by the time I was her age, those outfits weren't in style anymore. I'm not going to lie to you. I think from 2008 till 2000 and like 15 fashion was weird. There was like a lot of weird shit going on that nobody really talks about. Like, why did, why in 2014 did all of my shirts have spiky shoulders? Like it was, is no one going to even address that? Is no one going to address the fact that, that we were wearing wedge sneakers? Like actual, my favorite pair of sneakers were red wedge sneakers, red Adidas And also like, you know, I was being so out of pocket because I got them in Canada and people would be like, where'd you get them? I was like in another country, (laughs) which isn't a lie, but it's like girly, like when you can drive there, it's not that exotic. Um, but I did get them in Canada and I thought that I thought that those were the shit because I thought that nobody could tell that they were a wedge. I just thought people thought I was like three inches taller. And that was really all I've ever wanted in my life. Because everyone I meet is always everyone I meet in the whole world that either listens to the podcast or has seen me on something on TV or has seen me and anything. Everyone is like, I thought you were going to be taller. And I'm like, I don't know what gave you the impression I was tall. I don't sound tall. I don't look tall. I never said I was tall. When I was on TV, all you could ever see was like from my waist up. So like there was never any implication that I was like tall or taller than someone else. But um, yeah, those were weird, weird, weird fashion times. And I and I do wish that certain things were never in in style. But I'm sure in 10 years, I'm going to look back on these times like, oh, that was kind of crazy. 
Uh, but anywho, guys, let's get into these emails. Email me and tell me some weird shit. Tell me some weird shit you wore a few years ago that you're like, oh, hello. What the hell was that? All right, let's get into these. Again, you guys can send in questions always to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And this one says, am I being too sensitive? Hey, girly and Rob and Stan, I need some insight on if I'm overreacting or if what I'm feeling is reasonable. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't think I don't think you're overreacting. And I didn't even read the thing. And that's because I'm a good friend and I stand by my girlies. Uh, okay. I'm going to try and make this as brief as possible. Uh, but five years ago, I made good friends, pretty much best friends with my coworker. We instantly bonded and we were close and she was even my bridesmaid at my wedding in 2020. She's one of the first people ever to hold my son when he was born. I consider her to be an important person in my life. Well, about two years ago, she met someone and the relationship has been rocky due to the fact that her man's is manic bipolar with often his manic episodes and lands in the psych ward every few months. While I understand he definitely cannot help it and mental health issues are very serious, I was her only friend that stuck around and supported her in the last two years when all of her other besties that she's known since elementary school said that they wanted nothing to do with her situation. My husband is even great friends with her man too, and our daughters are best friends. They recently found out they were having a baby and got married over the weekend. From the start of planning, she let me know she wasn't having a wedding party due to the fact that they have so few friends and it just makes it less stressful in parentheses. I totally understand that. But of course I still repeatedly offered my help support and advice in any way that I could. Well, the wedding day rolls around and this girl who she very recently reconnected with after them not speaking for years, apparently helped her get ready, gave a freaking speech, helped her orchestrate her ceremony and was going up to the tables, introducing herself. I don't know if this was weird to me, but I felt very upset at the wedding internally, of course, I held it together because it's her big day and she truly does deserve happiness. But it made me wonder, why didn't you want my help? Why didn't you let, I'm sorry, why did you let me have no part in your special day um, when we've been so close for the last few years? Side note, her mom also fucking hates me for some reason, but she's a pick me girl if I ever met one. Anyway, am I overreacting? I wanted to bring it up when I get my emotions in check, but is it selfish to intrude on her newly married and pregnancy bliss, especially because I know she has a baby shower coming up? Any advice is appreciated. Thanks so much. Kiss you right on the lips. Now, this is interesting. Um, and I don't know if we've ever gotten a question like this. This is a pretty unique situation. <clears throat> and I see where you're coming from. I think I would be a little upset or insulted if this, you know, were to happen to me. I don't know what the relationship was with this friend prior to them reconnecting. Like maybe they were childhood friends, like when they were babies kind of vibe, then it's like, I kind of can understand. I don't, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, right? Because it's kind of like a slap in the face. You're like, I stood by you and I was there for you when all of these other people like abandoned the situation and kind of just were like, fuck this. Um, so I, but I don't know if I would take it personally if I were you. I think maybe this other person, like, did it seem like your friend asked her to do all of these things? Or do you think that she kind of just, you know, stuffed herself into the situation and was going up to the tables, introducing herself and kind of stuff like that. Um, because I don't know, maybe, 
maybe at, here's what I would do. Ask your friend because it says she helped her orchestrate the ceremony. Um, she gave a speech, which is like, what? Like, can, can just anyone give a speech at a wedding? I feel like you have to prepare that and let the person know at least beforehand. And she helped her get ready. So there definitely was some planning involved. So you're, so you're right about that, but maybe bring it up to your friend and just say, um, and you don't, and you're not going to be mean about it, of course. Cause like you said, she just got married. She's preggies with a baby. Um, she's got a lot on her plate. So I wouldn't want to add any stress to her life, but I would probably be like, oh, how did so-and-so like come back into the picture? Like what happened with that? What's the tea? And then when she says it, you could just be like, I have to tell you, I was a little, you know, I was a little upset. I, I hope you know that you can come to me for things that you need. I was a little upset. Um, when I saw that she was doing all of these things, I, I didn't know if it was, you know, I just want you to know you can come to me if you ever need me. Maybe phrase it like that. That way nobody feels weird and it's not weird when you have to go to her baby shower and all of this shit, you know? Um, okay. Okay, you guys, just a few words from our sponsors this week. We have a new sponsor. So, so excited to welcome Magic Spoon. We're all trying to eat healthier, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has some amazing flavors that you'll love, but without all the bad stuff, which is amazing. I They sent me boxes of this cereal, and I swear, you guys, I was skeptical because I'm like, anything that's like marketed to be healthy, I'm like, oh, no. This is not going to taste good. And I'm telling you, it's so, so good. My favorite flavor out of all of the ones they said, they sent me four boxes. Um, my favorite one is the frosted one, but they're really, really good. And you know, I love my cereal. So for me to say that is kind of a, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, here's what gets put into magic spoon, zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And with only 140 calories per serving, you'll be going back for seconds and thirds. And while you may be a kid at heart, your body still has adult needs. That's why magic spoon flavors are keto friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low carb. Don't know where to begin. The variety pack has their top four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Go to magicspoon.com slash secret keepers to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code secret keepers at checkout to save $5 off your order. And magic spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash secret keepers and use code secret keepers to save $5 off. Thank you so much, magic spoon. How exciting exciting you guys a cereal sponsor oh my god and by the way their boxes are so stinking cute they're really colorful the graphics on them are neat absolutely love it also we have rothy's nothing says fall like soft plush wool rothy's wants you at your woolly your wooliest this fall with their exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool style shoes. They're incredibly comfortable, cozy, and 100% machine washable. And because it's Rothy's, they come in a variety of colors, patterns, and styles. I've spoken about these on the podcast before. They're so comfy. I absolutely love them. I think it's such, it's so like unique to have wool shoes. Like, oh, what are your shoes? My shoes are wool. 
that's very luxurious and fancy and glamorous. Okay. Um, Pop Sugar named Rothy's one of the most comfortable and cute flats you will never tire of wearing. And good news for my guys listening, Rothy's shoes aren't just for women anymore. That's right. Rothy's now sells men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. Rothy's men's shoes feature the same level of craftsmanship as Rothy's women's line. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash secret. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash secret. Head to rothys.com slash secret to find your new favorites today. Rothy's durable, washable, and better for the planet. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon and Rothy's for sponsoring us today. And let's get back to the show. Let's get into the next one. Okay, so this one says depression is real. Hey, girly, salutations to the royal kitties. I love them so much. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, I love them too. And what what were we doing today? Well, Stanley's asleep on a chair behind me because you know what they're doing, my babies? They are, they're resting so that the second I close my eyes, they can scratch me for hours. And, and what they're doing now is they're taking a little nap, as they call it, a cat nap which they have been doing since I woke up about 8.30 a.m. They've been napping for nearly 12 hours. Um, But as soon as I turn my light off and I'm laying in bed, they're going to attack me. Uh, I don't know what's been going on, if there's some shit going on with the moon, but the cats have been on the prowl. Uh, Really, really bad, more so than usual. Let me know if your cats are doing this too, you guys. Um, also I do have to tell you guys one more thing about a psychic reading. I got, I'm writing this down after I read this email, I'm going to talk about it. Um, cause it was kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Okay. So she says, girl, I just want your advice on dealing with depression. Now, before you say it, I've been to therapy. It's uncomfortable for me. I don't know why, but it is. So what do I do? I'm 24, single and sad. Crazy thing about it is I'm a social butterfly. Ask anyone I know. They'll say I'm always smiling and happy and blah, blah, blah. But I live two hours away from my home, moved away for school and work. I feel like no one here is worried about me until I'm home. When I'm not home, I could not get spoken to for literal weeks. When I'm not home, I could not get spoken to. Okay. Um, And it's taking a toll on me right now. This email would be long. Um as a horse dong, if I explained it all, but I just feel like people don't care whether I'm here or not. And I don't know how to shake that feeling. And I'm lonely. I cry a lot, which isn't like me at all. Anyway, some advice would be nice. If you see this, sorry for the novel. And I love your face. Here's a picture of me and my cat. Oh, you have that cat. Her name's Everest. She loves your face too. Okay. Let me see the cat. Stop. Wait, that's a beautiful, you guys are both very, very beautiful. Your cat's eyes are very beautiful. They're very much cat eyes, you know? Um, Okay. So first of all, I'm of course going to say, I'm sorry that you feel this way. I'm sorry you're feeling sad and depressed and blue. It's the worst. And I totally, I feel for you. That's feeling lonely like that is, it's kind of hard to explain, right? It's, And it's so hard because I know so many people that struggle with depression and anxiety, and it's very much like you said, where 
it's like, oh no, this was the happiest person and they have a great life and they're always smiling and they're always out and, and laughing and making other people laugh. It's like, well, that is not, uh, you know, that's not what it is. So I know that you're saying that going to therapy is uncomfortable, but here's the thing. Maybe you just haven't found the right therapist for you. And I do want to encourage you to go because I think if you go, maybe they can prescribe you something that is going to make you feel better. Um, and there's absolutely no shame in that. Most people I know are on antidepressants and it's completely normal and there's nothing to be ashamed of. I know that it's uncomfortable. Um, I, I went to a therapist years ago before I found a therapist that I really liked. I had gone to this guy um, and we were just simply not a match. I felt like he was condescending. I felt like he was judging me. I felt like everything I said was he was kind of telling me that I was wrong. And I'm like, okay, you're an asshole. Goodbye. And then I was kind of just like, fuck therapy. And my friend's like, no, just keep going until you find someone that's a good match for you. But so, okay. I I got confused when it says, okay, I live two hours away from home, moved away from school or work. I feel like no one is worried about me until I'm home. Like until you're back. Okay. When I'm not home, I cannot get spoken to. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're saying people at home aren't worried until you, until you're home, like until you're in the house kind of. Okay. Oh, that's a really tough, that's a tough way to feel. I I get it. I felt that way before when you feel like nobody cares, it's the worst and I'm sorry, but I think that the best thing that you can do is talk to somebody, talk to your friends, um, talk to your family and, you know, you can do little things like, I know that like therapists always recommend like journaling so you can keep track of your feelings and maybe see what's triggering you. And maybe, maybe you should move back home or maybe you should move closer to home. If you're feeling, you know, I I feel like moving can put you in a depression sometimes it's happened to me where I'm just like, I just feel so out of whack. And even though I've never left New York in my whole life, just moving apartments, it's like, okay, I uplifted everything. And now I just kind of feel a little disheveled. So maybe a move is in order, but I definitely encourage talking to people, talking to a professional, seeing what type of medications a psychiatrist or a psychologist would recommend to you and, and kind of going from there, meditate, do some yoga, eat, you know, treat your body well, eat healthy, all of these little things that um, can really contribute to just a happier, healthier life. And I love your little cat and hug and play with your cat a lot, but just know that everybody loves you and, and it'll be okay. It'll pass. You just gotta, you know, sometimes these things, you just gotta work on it. Okay. Let's get to this next one. All right. This says my ex is my best friend. Sad face. Okay. Hey, Carly, huge fan of you in the pod. My situation is stressing me out and I need advice. Plain and simple. My ex-boyfriend is my best friend. We've been dating on and off for nine years and sleeping together for a majority of those years as well. We started off as friends and became best friends and then became romantically involved. Recently, he broke off the relationship and the sex and says, quote unquote, we're better as friends. I've tried moving on with other people throughout the years when we're not together, and he's always on my mind and in the back of my head. I can't stop having feelings for him. 
I have a few other close friends, but he's my number one. I can confide in him with anything. And we have a blast together. We just went to Hawaii together for freak's sake. What? Okay. You guys went to Hawaii together. Um, but no sex or cute romantic things, except for that. When he's drunk, he kissed me a bunch. My friends and family tell me the only way I'll get over him is by stopping the friendship altogether. I feel in my heart like this could work, but I don't want to lose the greatest and best friend. We also work together, not in the same location, but doing the same thing. And he's the only one I can vent to about work who understands there's a lot to vent to uh, vent about with our job. I have no idea where to go from here. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. So here's the thing. You got to stop talking to him, period. You got to stop talking to him. And that's the thing. It's just like you're, you're prolonging, uh, you feeling like shit. He's already told you, you guys are better as friends. And I know that you love him. And I know that he's your best friend. And I know that it seems like there's nobody else that could be as much as good of a friend as him. And I understand where that's coming from because you guys have been together for nine years. So you guys know a lot about each other. You've been through a lot of shit together, I'm sure. So he's that comfort for you. And I get it. But take things, uh, you know, take the situation for what people say. And he's saying you're better as friends. And if you can't be friends without having these feelings for him, these romantic feelings for him, then don't be. You don't have to be friends with him right now at this moment. I think that when you go through a breakup, it's so devastating and you both need time to move on and heal separately and truly move on. Not just like, oh, well, we haven't seen each other in two months, so it's fine. But it's like, yeah, girly, but you know, when you text each other, he's going to come around. He's going to he'll be coming around the mountain when he comes, you know. You have to make sure you actually move on and, and you know, go through things yourself and get back out there and start dating and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. Moving on from someone does not happen overnight, especially a long relationship. But here's the thing. You got to you got to cut it off for a little bit and tell him that. I mean, you guys were in in freaking Hawaii, for Christ's sakes. Tell him that. Say, listen, I still, you know, I love you. I want to be friends with you eventually, but I need to do what's best for me, which is healing and moving on and moving forward. And I know we'll end up, I know we'll be friends later on, but I can't do it right now because it's not fair to me because it isn't fair to you. Even though I don't think you realize it, I think what's happening is you're holding on to it and you think he's going to change his mind. And if he does change his mind, it will, you will consider getting back together with him. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do it. Or at least I don't think that we do. (laughs) You know, you and I as a unit. Oh, okay. Wait, I wanted to tell you guys about my psychic reading. So it wasn't even really with a psychic. I got a reading from this uh, birth chart reader, this lady in, in uh, London, England. Okay. All right. And what? And my friend had gone to her and I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll roll the dice. And then her and I were emailing back and forth. And she sent me my reading on Wednesday. And when I tell you, I swear to God, she was amazing. Just reading my birth chart, she knew damn near everything about me. She described my personality to a T. 
She really was just so on point with everything. And it wasn't just like, oh, Scorpio character traits. It was very much like, you know, they need to know the time, you know, and the year and X, Y, and Z when you were born. And then they read your like actual chart and it was so on point. But at the end, she does do a tarot card spread. And what I wanted to tell my girlies is that this is what's bugging me out. And I haven't stopped thinking about it. The tarot reading that she gave me was the exact reading that I've gotten from the last three psychics I went to. Three. There was a psychic that I went to that I spent a fortune on. I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago, maybe even three years ago, four years ago. And I spent a lot of money on him. Then my mom's friend, that's a psychic, gave me the same same exact reading. And then there was a psychic that... Uh, I don't, I'm not going to get into the whole situation because it's a long story for no reason, but a psychic that I wasn't even supposed to have a reading, a person just happened to be a psychic and was like, by the way, I have to tell you this. And this bitch said the same thing. And oh my God, you guys, that freaks me out. That absolutely freaks me out. And really the, the parts of it that are the same was like, so apparently something big will come up in my career. That's like an offer I can't refuse, even though I will question it because I'm going to have to move, whether it's permanently or just briefly, I'm going to have to like not be home for a little bit. And it'll be something that I'm like, oh, I'm questioning even if I'm going to say yes to this. And then, but I have to take it because a medium, the, that psychic that had told me that I wasn't supposed to have the reading with, he was a medium. And he said, it was like right after my grandmother had passed away. And he said, your grandmother wanted me to tell you, you have to take the thing when you're faced with the decision. And I'm like, what decision? So that's, what's pissing me off. I'm like, at the end of the day, when is this fucking happening? Like all of you psychics know that this is happening, but none of you can give me some type of a timeline here. Like none of you can be like, Hey, like around this time, you know, July 20th, whatever. Okay, cool. So I'll be ready. Or what road I'm supposed to go down or what, like what's going on, you know? So I thought that was really crazy. There were a few other things. I'm not going to get too deep into it. I was going to try and post the audio because it's an hour long audio file. I was going to try and post that. Um, but it's a confusing like type of format. It wasn't working. And then I had to download some freaking app some shady app. I swear to God, all these apps have so much of my data. How many times have I signed my data away to just random apps from like Russia? I don't don't know. Billions. Um, okay. But anywho, let's get into the next one. (laughs) Let's get into the next one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This says date story. Hi, Carly. Love the pod, obviously. Oh, thank you so much. I have a date story that involves an uncomfortable bill situation. Oh, God. I was on a second date with this guy. I met off a dating app and we go to this really nice wine bar. Uh, We probably had two glasses each. I was on a. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Anyway, I. 
Okay. Anyway, the check came and the bartender set the iPad near him before I could even do the whole purse grab thing. And he flipped the screen around. Yes, it was on one of those swivel situations and told me you pay for this round. I'll get the next cocktail bar I want to take you to. I was stunned. I would never even do that to a friend. He didn't even offer to go have C's. Oh my God. Anyways, I ended up paying for the whole thing, which he watched, which was $90. And mind you, this guy was in sales for a big company. And I was a marketing assistant at the time who could barely afford rent for my own windowless room. My head in the moment was spinning and I tried to convince myself I was a girl boss and I was okay with it. He flags us down a cab and we're on our way to the other bar. And I started feeling myself getting red hot. The type of feeling where you just have a lump in your throat and you know you're about to cry. Oh no, not you not crying not you crying in the cab. Oh, this is breaking my little heart. We're just sitting in absolute silence for a few minutes. And then he asked me if everything's okay. I look up at him and I said, actually, no, the way you handed me the bill was not for me. Okay. That is a girl boss move. Saying that is a girl boss move. He asked me if I still wanted to go to the bar and I said, absolutely not. Okay. She's a girl boss. She's a girl boss. He was like, well, what do you want me to do now? I opened the portion. I'm sorry. I opened the partition and asked the driver to turn around and take me to my apartment cross streets. I then turned to him and said, can you get out, please? We were in heavy traffic going down Fifth Avenue. Oh, my God. This guy lives in New York City. Tell me his address. I just want to say I just want to say something. As soon as he opens the door to get out and asked if he could Venmo me, I said no. And that it wasn't about the money, but it was about the way he made me feel like I wasn't worth impressing. He got out of the cab and the driver took me home. And when we get to my cross streets, the driver said, I'm so sorry. He's not a man. Don't worry about the fare. Oh my God. Wait, I want to cry. Anyway, a whole year later, I run into this guy at a bar. He came up to me around last call and asked if I remembered him. And I looked him straight in the eye and said, no, I'm sorry. I have no idea who you are. Oh my God. That is so juicy. Good for you. Oh my God. You're like an icon. Okay. Here's the thing though. If this was a rom-com, you would have married the cab driver, right? If this was one of those movies that I love to watch, you would have married the cab driver. Good for you saying, saying no, like, sorry, no, you're a stranger. And you're so right about it's the fact that he didn't make you feel special. That's what it is. But also $90, kiss my fucking ass. Get the hell out of here. Okay. Let's go to this next one. This one's called The Green-Eyed Monster. Hi, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. First off, happy early birthday. Oh, thank you so much, you guys. My birthday's on Thursday. I'm going to be in Austin, Texas um, for Thursday through Saturday um, at a club called The Creek in the Cave. I'll be with Jesse May. We're doing some stand-up shows and some live podcasts, so come out for that. Uh, I'm also prepping for something pretty big that I have coming up that I'm, I'm not allowed to say yet, but it's something really exciting that was supposed to happen. If you guys remember, if you've been here for a minute, it was supposed to happen and the pandemic happened. So it got canceled, but now it's coming back. So I'm prepping for that. Um, trying to get my stuff together for that. And once I can fully announce that I will, but I don't want to just, I don't want to say the words, but thank you for the birthday wishes. Uh, 
You're most definitely my favorite Scorpio. Oh, thank you. Second, um, thank you for making my Monday morning routine so enjoyable. I recently moved out on my own and listening to your pod every week's helped fill some of those lonely moments. Oh, well, thank you. Um, on that note, here's what I'm currently dealing with and would love to hear what you have to say about it. I'm 27. I live alone. I'm pretty much the last single person I know. My best friend slash soul sister just got into a new relationship and I'm having some trouble adjusting to this change. To give you some context, we met during the pandemic and clicked instantly. We also both lived alone and we decided to form our own little quote unquote bubble where we pretty much only hung out unmasked with each other, despite a few exceptions from some men along the way, LOL. (laughs) We were each other's go-to person and relied on each other a lot over the last year. I know we both feel so lucky to have each other in our lives, and we always talk about how special our friendship is. So long story short, I'm afraid our friendship will change because of the new man in her life. We have both never seen each other in a relationship before. Her last one ended shortly before the pandemic started, and my first one and only relationship with an abusive cheating partner had ended four years ago. Ever since then, I've been hesitant to meet a man and date seriously, despite wanting that love, companionship, and intimacy. Although I'm so, so happy for my friend for having found someone that she's head over heels about, I also find myself feeling envious that she's experienced what I, she's experiencing what I want so badly in my life. I find jealousy such an ugly emotion, so I'm definitely trying to keep it at bay. I can sense myself pulling away at times because I would rather protect my feelings by taking myself out of the equation first instead of feeling replaced. It's also been tough to hear about how much they really like each other as this is something I'm longing to find in someone and I feel like I'm running out of time to meet my future husband. If anything, my friend has made an effort to show me that our friendship isn't going anywhere and the time her and her man spend together hasn't interfered with our time together, even though it would be totally understandable if it did. Despite having lots of great friends in my life, I'm frustrated that I'm single and I'm having a hard time finding a man now that I'm finally ready to be in a relationship again. So seeing a close friend of mine makes me feel even lonelier. Any tips on how to deal with complicated feelings of loneliness, jealousy, and how to navigate a new and exciting time with my friend? Kiss your right on the lips, XOXO. Okay. So I think we've all been here in situations where one of your friends gets in a relationship and kind of disappears for a little bit because, Hey, you know, they get all wrapped up in it. They meet, it's so exciting and they're in love and we're, we're, they're kissing and they're doing, you know, sometimes your friends do that to you. Sometimes you do that to your friends. It's just one of those things that happens in life. But, um, it doesn't seem like, like you even said their time together, isn't interfering with the time that you guys normally hang out. You guys are still seeing each other and chit chatting a lot. I think this is a mix of, um, you know, I think it's pretty even, I think it's a mix of like, you don't want to be hurt, you know, by this situation. Cause you, it may be hurtful and also you're pissed off. You're like kind of pissed. It's like, well, what the fuck? Like you said, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I want to start dating again. And now my friends in a relationship, holy shit. <coughs> Ooh. Why am I so freaking dry? I swear to God, every year, every year, once they put the heat on in my apartment, because, you know, I can't control my heat. Once they put the fucking heat on, I get like so dry, my throat, my nose. I look like I'm sick. I look like a sick, crazy person here. Jesus. Okay. And yes, I have a humidifier. I, I was like, uh, 
I became an adult and got one. But um, okay. So I think it's a mix of those two things. Obviously, your friend loves you. And I think the only way this is going to affect your friendship is if you let it. Um, in other words, like if you push her away or if it starts being like a drama thing, or if she starts feeling like she has to overcompensate because I don't want her to feel guilty for having a boyfriend and being happy, you know, um, we have to be happy for people that are happy that are our friends that we love. So I don't want her to feel that way. Kind of like, oh, I feel guilty because my friend feels left out or my friend doesn't feel like I care about her. Like that's not something that she should have to worry about. Um, and I think that that's what you, like, I think you're worrying about something that's not going to happen. You know, I think you're worrying about her not wanting to be friends with you anymore or her putting a lot of time into the relationship again, which is understandable, but she's not going to forget about you. Like you're worrying about that situation. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen. It seems like you guys really love each other. And to me, like, have I been in a million relationships before in my life? Of course I have. I've dated all your dads, but my friends are my friends and my best friend is my best friend. You know, like I would take a bullet for her. So it's a different type of relationship. It's not the same. It's like, we have a strong bond. We have a strong friendship and all these, you know, people that I've dated in my life, it's, it's what it is. And, and you're there for each other throughout those relationships, through the good times and the bad times. Like it's so important to have a good solid friend, you know, and they're very rare to come across is what I will say, looking back at my life. I can count on one hand how many genuine, good, true friends I have um, that are real ones. So you don't want to just throw that away um, because of some guy, especially if it doesn't need to be thrown away. And girl, put yourself back out there. If you're ready to start dating, go have some fun. Go have some fun out there, you know? Um. Okay. All right, you guys, I think that was it. If you want to send in questions for the next episode, you can go ahead and send them into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I don't think we got any fuck Mary kills over the weekend. Um, but here's here's one that I want to talk about because I had um I have been eating a lot of French fries. And I want to talk about dips. So let's talk about dips. And this could be specifically for French fries. This could be for whatever you guys, you know, whatever your little heart desires could be onion rings, chicken fingers, you know, whatever you want. What the fuck is going on outside my. What the fuck is that? Is this for real? I swear to God, it sounds like 40 clown cars are going down my block. Can you guys hear that? Or do I just sound crazy? I have to move. I have to move. Where's Jeff Bezos? Where's Jeffrey with my check? I want a percentage of everything that I've spent on Amazon. If I got 10% back of everything I spent on Amazon, I would have $800 billion. But anywho, okay, here's the dips I wanted to talk about. And this could be for any type, anything you want to dip into it. Nothing specific. I'm, I'm using French fries as my example because you know I love a good Frenchie. Okay. 
honey mustard. Yeah, I said honey mustard. Aioli, garlic aioli, which don't even get me freaking started. Or ketchup. Notice I didn't put barbecue sauce in it because to me, barbecue sauce is the worst dip. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Barbecue sauce was never an option for me. So we got aioli, which is kind of like mayo-y, right? Garlicky, love to see it. And then we have the honey mustard. Now, honey mustard adds a whole different type of spicy situation. And then the classic, which is ketchup. I love ketchup. So this is hard. And I honestly don't know why I just did this because I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, okay. Ketchup. All right. I guess I would marry. You know what? I'm going to marry. Guys, I'm going to get freaking crazy in here. This is probably going to be the craziest thing you've ever heard. I'm going to marry aioli. And why would you marry aioli, Carly? Well, because it is something that I would want to have every day. I would never get sick of it. And it is classier to me than honey mustard and ketchup. Like it, if I walked into a party and I was arm in arm with an aioli, people would look at me and say, wow, she must be really special. But yet, if I were to walk into a party with my fingers laced with ketchup, people would say, this girl's trashy. You know, I could get her at a freaking Mets game in the, in the stands. And then if I walked into a party with honey mustard as my date, people would say, oh, she's cool. So I'm actually gonna fuck honey mustard because it's a little spicy. I'm going to kill ketchup and I'm going to marry the aioli and I'm sorry, ketchup, but I had to do what I had to do, babes. Okay. You guys um, can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. If I missed you, please resend it. Sometimes these things slip through the cracks. Sometimes they go to spam. You know, I'm always trying to keep up with it, but um, I love you and I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay good, stay healthy, be nice, and I will see you soon. Bye.